Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sermons in Cars. Yeah. Where we drive around, literally drive around, hit record, and talk about theology and life and things like that. And it's awesome. Because why? Because sometimes sitting in church listening to sermons just outright sucks. And we need another context with which to engage. Just kidding. And if, and if that offended you, I was not talking about your pastor at all, I promise. Um, today, I want to ask a wonderful question about the Bible. And I want to ask how you view it. How do you view the Bible? Like when you read the Bible, are you going to it with the intention of trying to get something from it as if it's going to speak to you? As if, um, uh, as if it will uh, guide you and direct you? These are all good questions. I'm just, I'm not, it's not leading. I'm not leading the witness, Your Honor. Objection. Um, I genuinely mean that. So how we approach the scripture um, is important because it will help us identify the lens we're using. Lenses are important. It's important if, to be able to recognize your lens. Um, I'm going to take a for example, a for example lens. Most of the time when people read the book Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, they read it with a lens of futuristic things to come, right? We call that um, apoc apocrypha lens of some kind, right? We do it unknowingly, we just go to it and boom, uh, that's our lens. And then we produce movies like Left Behind or book series like Left Behind. Right, that try to um, draw out the narrative that is apparently told in this book of Revelation. It's important to know that that is a lens. And if you can recognize the lens you have when approaching the Bible, it's going to better, um, it's going to educate you to um, to be able to um, determine if if you should be wearing that lens when reading it. Okay, now let's take Revelation for example. Revelation is 100% awesome, graphic, it's um, poetic, it's, um, it's frightful at times. The imagery is, is um, colorful. There's so much to it. you can establish for yourself the lens when you go to the go to the letter of, or the book or whatever it is you're reading such as worship for example this will be another podcast I'll do later about the book of Revelation through the lens of worship when I was able to kind of dial back on what lens I was using in certain areas of the Bible, it, it gave me so much clarity. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm trying to, I'm trying to use Revelation as if it's gonna divinely give me insight into things, right? It's, I might as well be, I might as well be reading my palm, right? Or reading the stars, right? As if, as if it's, I've, I've, it's divination of some kind, right? It's not. 
is a letter to help guide us into truth. Now, the way it helps guide us into truth is important. If we're looking for it as if it's going to spell out A plus B equals C, well, then we might as well try and cast a spell. But if you'd use it, and worship is an example of how to do it, I'm sure you could use all sorts of different lenses. You could look at it through the lens of historical application. Were there events that are coded in Revelation that have already happened? If so, let's look at it as this how, this is an example of how it could be viewed, right? But to say this is how it is, gets into real dicey territory. But, so take lens, for example, the lens of worship. If you put on an intentional lens of worship, which is to say, I'm gonna read and approach the letter of Revelation strictly through the idea of how worship is happening, or how I could use the words here to help myself uh, worship my God more. I'd be interested to see what you find if you do that. For me personally, the letter of Revelation came to life in, in so much vibrancy and color and excitement. Um, because for me, I now I see this, this Jesus who gets named in the beginning, but then the name of Jesus doesn't happen again for the entire letter. And instead, it's this, this son of God figure. Uh, uh, and then when he talks about the throne, you have this incredible imagery about these other beings that are there, that are throwing their crowns, they are worshiping, they're crying out holy. The color, the, the, the description that goes into um, the throne itself. We take Jerusalem as it's described in, in Revelation. The, the, the streets, the, the foundation, the way it's laid out, it's, it's amazing. It doesn't cause you to worship in some way. Wow, it does for me. Um, so that's a lens I use to help help me engage with the text. I think it's important that we recognize the lenses. This book, this book has has been the cause of so much joy on one end and anger and pain on the other. When we use the words that are written in the Bible in the form of a weapon, and what I mean is, is um, to justify a position of right or wrong, or to justify war, right? A just war position, literally from Augustine. Um, or we use it to justify slavery, or we use it to justify um, how marriage is only between a man and a woman, or how we use it to justify that all homosexuals are sinners. Um, whatever the position, when we use the Bible in that way, it is now a weapon in your hand. Rather than a guide to help you in your journey. So how you choose to approach the Bible is very important. Your worldview is defined. It's a part of you. To change it, to be open to other perspectives requires intentionality. It requires a willingness to self-examine. And it requires an, a humility to admit when you're wrong 
and be willing to change. So when you're reading the Bible today, don't just blanket statement or the Bible says. As if you know exactly what it means. Because there is so much meaning, so much depth. It's like trying to say, when you read a proverb, the point of a proverb isn't to define with concrete clarity what it means. The point of the proverb is to show you the paths that lead to wisdom. Let me say that again. If you read the Proverbs, the point isn't to provide clarity of a specific insight. It's to show you the paths to wisdom. Because there's many ways to it. There's much, there is, it's, it's, that's why, that's why Paul refers to the wisdom of God as the manifold wisdom of God. You know what manifold means, right? In, in layman's terms, manifold just means insanely complex, right? We try and oversimplify the Bible, but it's, it's, and that's where we've gone wrong. The wisdom that is, that is contained in our scriptures, our Bible, is, is manifold in its wisdom, meaning it's highly complex, and there's multiple and various intersecting points. So today, take a take an inventory of your lenses. What are you using? What are you wearing? What, how are you approaching the scriptures? And be willing, be willing to do that examination. Be willing to say, huh, I wonder if maybe I'm really trying to make these words black and white or you know what maybe I'm only reading the red letters of the Bible and I'm not paying attention to the black and white ones as if to say none of the other ones don't matter all right don't be afraid to dig in ask questions we're so afraid of questions when it comes to the Bible because we don't we're, we're we feel like maybe we've threatened God like as if we're not now we're we're not believing God we're somehow doubting him there is no question in your heart or spirit. One, God doesn't already know is there. Two, he doesn't also invite. So today, guys, ask questions. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to disagree. Don't be afraid to, to quote, doubt, right? Regardless of the stigma it might have in church world. And read Revelation through the lens of worship. Try it. It might work for you. It worked wonders for me. It like blew my mind. I can I can never look or read it um, in a in a futuristic way ever again. No, I'm not saying that's not there. I'm, you know, I'm, only an idiot would say that, right? But I'm, what I'm saying is is um, there are other lenses. Explore them. Try them out. See which ones help you. It's the manifold wisdom. It's the, it's the many paths to helping you in your journey of trusting God. All right, guys. That's Sermons and Cars. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to hit subscribe. See you all next time.